Hello and welcome to the Inner Bitch, Inner Truth podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Jakiri. I'm a naturopathic doctor, acupuncturist, Reiki master, but ultimately an intuitive coach that focuses on the mental, emotional, and spiritual aspects of health. I help women gain the confidence to use their voice and honor themselves via the Inner Truth Quantum Healing Method. I am super passionate about bringing the big spiritual teachings and lessons down to earth in our everyday lives. And this is the journey that I've gone on myself the past seven years and have also been helping other women go through this as well. And this podcast is a place where I share what those insights are and what my downloads are so that it can help you in your life. Because if there's one big overarching thing that I have learned, it's that all that you need to heal is the present moment if you're awake and paying attention. So I hope that from this podcast, you gain clarity, some understanding, and maybe even some emotional healing around some of the things that you are going through. And one last very important thing before we get to the episode, no matter how terrible you feel about how you have been in the past or how you have been even earlier today, no matter how bad you feel about yourself, I want you to know that you are still worthy of love and that the more that you can lean into loving those parts of yourself that you don't like to see, the more that you can do that, the more love and healing and closer you get to your own inner truth. After all, this is the Inner Bitch Inner Truth Podcast. Befriend your inner bitch to reach your inner truth. All right, now let's take a breath together. And relax your jaw, relax the muscles around your eyes, relax your forehead, relax your ears, feel your shoulders drop down and your arms hang heavy, and let your belly out, and feel your energy sink into this space, and know that you can come back here and do this for yourself at any point in time. All right, let's get to the episode. Hey friends, I'm so excited about today's episode. I'm going to be answering your questions about intuition. So if you have not listened to the previous two episodes about intuition, I highly recommend that you do so. In the first episode about intuition, I was just sharing the practical ways that intuition comes up for me and just different ways that it can also come up for you. We did a little exercise to open up your third eye, check out that episode. In the other episode that I did, I went through the common blocks that could actually be preventing you from really diving in and having this strong relationship with your intuition. So definitely check that one out as well. So before I get into your questions, something that I really, really, really want you to understand is that your intention is incredibly powerful. So if you are someone that's listening to these episodes and you're like, man, like it would be so nice to have a good relationship with my intuition. And if that is something that you desire to have happen for yourself, set the intention right now 
that you will be developing a deeper relationship with your intuition because that intention is what's going to carry you to doing all of the actions necessary to really have that relationship grow, you know? And like the thing is your intuition is talking to you all the time regardless of if you think that you're intuitive or not. And it's just about really facilitating that relationship to be at a higher level to where you're consciously working with your intuition as you move through your life so that you're able to create a life that you like really, really, really love living. That's, that is what I think the, the highest service that our intuition gives us. And the thing is... Your intuition, like having a relationship with your intuition does not mean that you're able to create this beautiful life for yourself without having hardship or pain happen. That's not what having a direct line of communication with your intuition is going to give you. What it's actually going to give you is a direct line to those nudges for you to take certain actions in order for you to have the experiences that are needed in order for your soul to learn the lessons that it needs to learn in order for you to then take the like catapulting action towards your dreams you know like that that big leap forward towards your dreams that action comes from such an empowered place and in order to get to that empowered place you're gonna have to become very strong within yourself in your self-trust in your self-discipline in the belief that you have in yourself and all of that can be strengthened through your intuition and taking action on the things that your intuition wants you to take action on so please do not limit what you think is possible from your own intention and what I mean by that is it's just really develop the belief that your intention to have a relationship with your intuition your intention to create a life that you love just consider that that intention itself is magic because it truly truly is So your intention, I think, is so much more powerful than literally anything else. Like, so I got a question about alcohol or cannabis being at a lower frequency. And like, should should I be staying away from those things or is it okay? Like, how is that gonna impact my relationship with my intuition? And this is where I think intention comes in so strongly because it's it's more about the intention behind why you are using those substances rather than like those substances having a frequency of their own and like you have no control over it. Because the thing is you do have control over it actually. And it's your intention that sets the energetic stage for you using those things. So... You know, if you have the intention to escape your life and to, you know, tap out and take a break and that is why you're using alcohol or cannabis, then, you know, yeah, like that is going to, that's going to take you further away from yourself than if you have the intention of, you know what, 
I know that I can more easily access my emotions if I'm drinking. So I'm going to have a glass of wine while I'm listening to sappy music, all with the intention to have a lose your, lose your shit sesh, which is something that I often will prescribe my clients. And what that means is I will literally have them, if the, if if alcohol helps them access their emotions more easily, I say, you know what, have yourself a glass of wine, put in some, some sad music that really gets you in your feels, and dance. Move your body and allow yourself to feel everything that it's feeling as it's coming up. And that itself, the intention of that, it's almost like a ceremony at that point, right? But it's like the intention behind that is so is 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 such a higher frequency than if you were to drink alcohol because you want to escape your life. You know, like your intention matters. Just like with cannabis, it's like are you smoking or having an edible or whatever because you want to escape? Or are you using it because it helps you calm down all of those other voices and you're able to actually easy, more easily access that intuitive voice or the higher being voice that's within you, you know? The intention matters. And just to put this out here, because I did get a question about the pineal gland and how important that, like decalcifying your pineal gland, how important that is in accessing your intuition. And so I just want to make this note right now that there are people on the online space that have very large followings that are saying things like, you need to focus on decalcifying your pineal gland. You need to focus on having a super clean vessel, no alcohol, no cannabis, no low frequency things. Um, You have to have this like very regimented practice all in order to access your intuition. And I want to say that is just absolute bullshit. Bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. Because we as humans like to place meaning onto things and we like to mentalize so much of this, right? So the people who are saying those things, they have not fully embodied I mean, okay, you know what? I shouldn't I shouldn't get on off about like all the things that I think of them. But what I do want to say is they are still thinking in black and white thinking. And when you think in black and white, you are missing so much. You're missing the nuance, you're missing the grayscale. And with with these rules, these like black and white rules about how you have to behave in order to access your intuition, like just take a moment and think about what that actually sounds like. Like if you have to follow certain rules in order to have a certain outcome, does that sound like Christianity or what? You know, live your life by the Ten Commandments. Believe that Jesus is your Savior and that's when you're going to get into heaven. You know, treat your body like a temple. Stay away from all these low vibe things and that's when you're going to access your intuition. It's very similar. And the thing is, it's it's the same energetics. And, I, I you know, I might be triggering the shit out of some people right now and That is not my intention to trigger you. It is my intention to make you see the parallels within the spiritual community 
as there is within what you think that you're escaping and you're and you're you know creating this new life within spirituality but yet there's still these rules that are black and white that are the same energetics as the religion that you're you're coming from right so I just want to say that and and really like let's get back on this um like your intention behind what you do is literally everything and to have this idea that you have to decalcify your pineal gland before you're able to access your intuition I don't think that that's true and I know this because I like I haven't consciously done any sort of work on decalcifying my pineal gland I have been extremely intoxicated on alcohol and I have given a crystal clear intuitive reading and like I just don't think that you have to do anything you don't have to you don't have to work so hard it's not about working harder and doing more to get your body into the right environment in order for you to access your intuition. That's I, I just completely disagree with that. And there may be people that disagree with me, and that's fine. We can have a conversation. Reach out to me. I'd love to, I'd love to talk this out. But the thing is, my own experience has shown me that I don't have to be a perfect person, perfectly healed, perfectly decalcified in order to access my intuition. It's something that is readily available to me, that is speaking to me all the time. It's just up to me to be able to hear it. Now, to give a disclaimer here, I've never done any work around decalcifying my pineal gland and maybe at that point when I, you know, start doing that work, maybe I'll have a different perspective, you know? Maybe I will experience something that's like, holy shit, it was an out of the world experience and like, I can't believe this. But as I'm even saying this right now, my body's like, no, like I've already had crazy out-of-body experiences and I didn't need to work so hard at it all that I needed to do was get out of my own way and be the witness to what was happening like I feel like that is what's going to get you further ahead and actually connect you to whatever you know end goal that you're reaching for like that's what's going to connect you there is getting out of your own way and developing a deep self-trust that whatever it is that you're experiencing is real and you're able to take in the lessons that your soul's trying to to show you within these experiences like that's what's actually going to get you further along and to develop a deeper relationship with your intuition is literally developing greater love for yourself and getting out of your own way and I think that when you hyper focus on how can I like decalcify this? How can I have a clean vessel of my my being? How can I like really be the best I can be so that I can access my intuition? Like just feel into the energy of that, you know? Like it just, it's so constricting and tight and like I have to do and I have to be. And, you know, I think a lot of this mentality and thought process behind it comes from a place of trying to mentalize intuition 
you know, to mentalize these experiences that can only be experienced by our body that are, it's hard to put into words, you know, it's, it's, it's something that you access without logic. Like as soon as you start bringing logic into it, it becomes like this constricted energy, you know, like, do you, do you feel the energy as I'm, as I'm saying this or am I, you know, just on my soapbox and it's something that you guys disagree with? Like, I would love, I would love to have a conversation around this and like, what, what do you guys think, you know, but from where I'm sitting, that is exactly my perspective and it's also why I've taken a huge step back from the spiritual community and it's also why I have this fear of presenting myself as a spiritual thought leader because there's this idea within spirituality that like there's just this duality that still is so strong and it's the same energy that the Christianity um, the, the, I guess the Catholicism is really where I'm going with Christianity because that's, I'm confirmed Catholic as a, I'm not practicing Catholic, but I am confirmed Catholic, grew up in the Catholic faith and, um, also grew up in like very, um, traditionalist Baptists. And so it, it was very much like you have to do these things, otherwise you're going to hell. So it was very black and white thinking and I never agreed with that all growing up. And the thing is, when I started getting into the spiritual community, I started to feel the same thing there. And it's the same energy, even though it's masked with all these spiritual jargon and all this stuff, it's still the same thing. So just have you noticed this, you know, and I think the thing is like you could be in it and be like oh my gosh like something's not feeling right for me but I'm not quite sure what's going on because this should be all love and light and everyone's great but yet if I were to really tune into my body it doesn't feel good and the reason it doesn't feel good is because you're still living within that duality rather than living within the grayscale. All right, another question I got was, what is my thought on psychedelics and that influence on your intuition? And I want to just openly share that the first time that I ever did psilocybin, I met myself at like an exponential rate. Like I went into that journey, not really, not totally knowing what to expect, but knowing that I wanted to expand my mind and to really have an experience that was going to help me grow. And that that afternoon <laughs> that I spent on psilocybin is a memory that I will never forget. It it tuned me back into into me. It tuned me back into the things from my childhood that I forgot about that made me feel alive back in as a kid and it's like ever since that moment I knew that I needed to prioritize giving myself these things that my inner child really loves and now I can't speak from experience as to like what that journey could have been because as I you know that wasn't the only time that I did psilocybin um, there were a couple times, like a couple years later, and after I did them, like 
it's like each time I did it, I did it with the intention that I wanted to grow and to understand myself on a deeper level. And I was experiencing some really wild things. I had like taken it and then like did a meditation and kind of did this like astral projection thing. And I was like in all these different worlds. And, you know, what like my own personal experience with it is that it got me what I would say Dr. David Hawkins would call like the astral realm. And so if you want to read one of his books called The Eye of the Eye, so the E-Y-E of the capital I, he talks about how some people will go out on the astral realm and they're, they think that they're like growing and evolving spiritually and all this stuff. But really what they're doing is they're they're steering clear they're 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 moving off the path and they're going down into the circus. And the circus is really fun. There's really cool visuals and there's like these cool experiences that you're having. But what you're what you're failing to to recognize is that you're no longer on the straight and narrow path towards enlightenment. And it can actually be a really huge distraction. And that is what I started to experience. I started to find myself like having these really cool experiences. And I was, it's like I was holding on to those experiences. I was like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. I saw all these things and da da da. Rather than where I'm at now, I still experience like really cool shit. I can go into like deep hypnosis and see all these like amazing things. I've astral projected like all the things. But what's actually moved the needle in my personal development, in my personal spiritual healing, is the straight and narrow path of being real and honest with myself about who I'm being in my life in relation to who I wish and desire to be in my life. And I've had to come back. I've had to ground myself back down into my life. And, you know, I think that psilocybin, what it gave me was a broader vision of what my life could be while simultaneously connecting me back into what, like, I truly desire. But I honestly did not develop any, any more strength with my intuition by doing those things. Like my, my strength with my, my intuition, like developing and strengthening that relationship has come from taking action on the things that my intuition told me that I should be doing. That's what strengthened the relationship. It wasn't anything outside of myself. It was me listening to myself and taking action from that place, even if it scared me. So to just kind of tie a bow on this portion of the conversation you know, I think that there's a lot of things out there. Like, I I mean, I've had friends that have done ayahuasca ceremonies and all these things, and they come back, and they obsess over those experiences for months, and they hold on to them. And the thing is, what I've realized about intuition is that when you hold on so tightly to experiences that you had when you're in that state, you're you're holding on to something, which is taking up space, which means that you're not experiencing new things. You're not allowing your intuition to continue to talk to you 
because you're so hyper-focused on that one experience that you had. So, you know, if if you're listening to this and you're someone that has, has done psychedelics, has done the ayahuasca ceremonies, and you've held on to those experiences and you might be feeling triggered right now, and that's okay, you know, like, to, to, you know, tune into that, tap into that. What does that tell you? But really, it's like, what does holding on to those things truly give you? How has it changed your life by holding on to those experiences? And what what do you think would happen if you could just let go of those experiences while taking the teaching with you and allowing yourself to open up to new experiences to happen? All right, another question that I got was someone that's familiar with human design and they're learning more about how their own intuition based on their human design chart is meant to to speak with them and like how all of that plays a part in understanding your intuition. And so I can't speak too directly to this because I'm not a human design reader. I don't know a ton about human design. I'm familiar but I, I, I mean, I don't know a lot about this. And maybe that's someone that I have to have on the, the show in the future as a human design reader to really get here with us. But I will say that there are areas within your human design chart that, that does tell you how your intuition most strongly speaks to you. And my personal chart, it's I'm a splenic projector. And what that means is that I just have a knowing about things and that knowing is going to come once and then I need to immediately take action on it or it's going to be gone and I'm not going to get it again. But I do not know about the other, you know, types for for other people. Um, But what I do know is that, you know, that is true for me. I do get a certain knowing about something And I have to decide if I'm going to take action on it or not. And the thing is, that is really, um, you know, the most powerful moments where I've acted on my intuition. Yes, that's exactly how it came in. But I also, I see things in my mind's eye. I feel things in my body. You know, sometimes I'll taste things. Like there's different ways that my intuition will speak to me. It's not just through that one avenue. So even though that is like a a pretty well-known system at this point, um, and you might be told that your intuition is meant to speak to you in this way, while that may be true, you still have all of those different clairs. And there's still all these different ways that like your intuition is speaking to you. And so I just want to remind you that while we do have the five senses as a human, we still like we can use those same kind of vessels f- as our intuition. And it's just a kind of a different frequency that comes in that same kind of like landing port, if you will. So, you know, don't 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 take any of these like readings and all these things. Like don't take it too seriously because it's still like human design as much as it's like a channeled system of understanding people you know it still is a way of mentalizing our experience and 
I think that it's just really important to keep yourself open to experiencing things in like such a big way and um you know like your intuition can speak to you in in all the ways right all right this next question is how do you know when it's intuition versus fear and this actually plays into a, another question that I got was how if you're unsure that it's intuition or if it's ego like how do you know which one to believe and what I would say to that is your intuition is neutral like your intuition is going to come and it's going to be subtle it's a very quiet it's like a whisper and it's going to be something that is subtle and you're going to hear it and it's actually your ego or fear that's going to be the kind of voice that's talking about whatever the intuitive hit is so I do not think that your intuition like your intuition might tell you something and then when you hear it you feel fear because you don't want to actually hear that thing which is a very common thing that happens for people like a lot of the time, we do not want to hear our intuition. We may think we want to hear our intuition, but actually what our intuition has to say, we don't want to hear it because we want to have a different experience. So we try to shut it down, shut it off, be like, nope, I'm not listening to this. I don't want to hear this. And so you will put it into a box, you know? And I think that how, how do you know that it's not your ego trying to self-sabotage you and it comes in the form of a gentle whisper that you're like, oh my gosh, this is my intuition. Well, how does it feel when it's initially coming in? Like that initial, is it is it a calm little whisper voice? Or is it a, hey, this isn't for you. <laughs> this isn't, you know, you could never have this. Is it like this like criticizing voice, you know? Because that's not your intuition. Your intuition is love. And that's the other thing is like your intuition is going to love you. And, you know, I think that sometimes, because even now to this day, sometimes I question myself in this area. And I have to think about what do I want to experience in my life? And this little gentle whatever that I'm getting is this contributing to that experience that I consciously want to create or is it taking me further away from what I want to consciously create and I think that that's another way to look at it but also I would say you know just just like what I mentioned earlier that our intuition isn't going to give us the easiest possible path forward what it's going to give you is the experiences that you need to go through in order to help your soul grow and evolve in order for you to be able to be in an energetic space to call in and hold the future life that you want to create for yourself. That's what your intuition is going to give you. So, you know, if you are calling in this big, massive future for yourself, but the people that you're surrounded with right now are not going to let you have that future. They're not going to let you like hold and have that future. 
then your your intuition's going to be whispering to you because i want to do like a little side side tunnel here people in your life that are here right now you're an energetic match for where you're at right now and if you've ever heard the analogy of like crabs crawling out of the bucket the people who crawl up to the top of the bucket or like the crabs that crawl up to the top of the bucket, the other crabs use them to try to like crawl up and they end up like falling down. And that energetically is also what happens when people start to escape their current current situation, their current reality, and they're, they're busting through all of their barriers that they've had and they're taking action and they're growing and they're doing all these things. And what can end up happening is that the people in their life start to like pick at them and they start to like take them down a little bit. And so I think that that's just an important thing to understand because, you know, I've had that happen in my life and I've had to realize there's nothing wrong with me and what I'm doing. It's that people are wanting to go with me and to like use me as a way to to get there or they are projecting out at me and they're mad that I'm taking the action that they wish that they could take. And so I've had to really be real with myself and like, no, Sarah, like keep going. Don't let these these people take you down. But that is something that your your ego self could be trying to keep you safe because it because your intuition knows that when you, you know, take action on this thing that it's nudging you towards, you're gonna have to experience some pain. And it's almost as if you get that intuitive hit you start taking the action, but then your ego comes in to try to keep you safe because it knows what's coming. So you have to just really kind of play with it and pay attention to those things. But then also trusting that whatever action you are taking and that you are doing, trusting that it's okay. Like even if it ends up taking you somewhere that you did not realize it was going to take you and you don't like all of the pain and the hardship that it kind of took you through, understanding that, you know, your intuition is actually serving you even though it gave you that experience, you know. So I think when I hear that people are, are wanting to know between like intuition and fear, it's almost like what if it's both? What if you're getting an intuitive hit and then your ego's feeling fearful because of the intuitive hit? Or are you in like a dog paddle energy and you're like scrambling and you're trying to make sense of something and you're actually like full on in ego and you're just like in your wounding and that's what's creating this fear energy and you're actually not even able to hear your intuition at all. Like that's a, that's a possibility too. But I would say that your intuition is neutral. It's neutral. It's just a, it's, it's basically if you think about someone that is just looking at the diagnostics of a certain situation, like that's not emotional, right? Like a diagnostic uh, test of something is basically like what's working, what's not. 
you know? It's very neutral. There's no emotion behind it. That is how your intuition operates. It's neutral. It's diagnostic. It's if you ask me a question and I take a, like your intuition is taking a look at the big picture of things and it's giving you the diagnostic report. It's neutral. But it's our reaction to that diagnostic report that creates all of those emotions. So that actually goes to a different question I got, which is, uh, how do you know the difference between an emotional pain versus like an actual intuition about something? And I would say the same thing, like really, really take in and own the understanding that your intuition is like a diagnostic report. It's not emotional, but our emotions will be triggered by our intuitive insights. All right, so the last question here is, how do you make sense of what is coming through? I ask a question and I'm seeing things, but now what? Okay, great question. Your intuition is speaking directly to you. So I can't tell you what the things mean because I'm gonna have a different meaning than what you are making things mean. So whenever you're seeing things in your mind's eye, you can just ask yourself, what does this mean? What should I make this mean? And it's almost like you can come up with your own language with your intuition. You can create your own glossary. And actually, I would say that that is the best way to facilitate a relationship with your intuition is to consciously, intentionally, create meaning onto the things that you're seeing because what that does is once you once you really start developing your own kind of glossary to these images you're able to you know be in your life and you're you're able to take a moment and be like okay like what's this about and then you see these images and you know exactly what the meaning is and you know exactly what your intuition is trying to tell you This does take time to develop and it's going to take really like a deep trust within yourself because when you first start out and if you're just starting out like creating this relationship and creating the meaning onto things, you're going to question yourself, right? You're going to be like, I don't know, like should this mean this or this? Like I don't know. But it's once you get to that point of, you know what, this actually really means this to me that is when you become a strong intuitive because you're you're seeing clearly what your intuition is showing you and you're being quick and decisive about what it means and that's what ultimately what your intuition wants of you you know like it wants you to be confident in yourself and there's nothing that it's going to like it's going to show you things that you are interested in I gave an example of how I was at a Reiki training and the images that I kept getting was from the show Vikings because at the time I was binging the show Vikings and I knew exactly what was being said to me through these images that I was getting but it was using the vessel of Vikings and so that's going to happen for you as you go through and you really develop a relationship with your intuition it's going to use things that you're really into, that you're attuned to. So don't make those things wrong. Don't blame it on your intuition as, or on your imagination as like, oh, I'm just imagining this. 
my the shaman that I study with, he's like, your imagination is an extension of you and your intuition. Don't ever like neglect the, you know, imagination images that you're getting because it's coming up for a reason. So, you know, you can literally create your own language with your intuition if you if you have that intention with yourself and if that's what you really want to create. And the way that I would go about that if I were you is to, you know, have like go into your heart space, ask your intuition a question, and then see whatever it is like that your intuition wants to show you, like wait until that is revealed. And once it's revealed to you, you can ask, what does this mean? What does this mean? And then wait, because I think that you will immediately, and I, I said wait and then immediately, but I really do think like pause, but then it's going to come in quick and it's just going to be like, oh, of course that's what that means. Of course. And it's almost, you're going to have this moment where it's like, huh, wow, like this is actually pretty easy. Like this is okay. Okay. You know, and you can allow the, allow the story to kind of develop. So something else, and I, I've talked about this in the previous two episodes, but it's really easy to get excited about what you're seeing and want to grab onto it, want to hold on to it. But just like what I said with like all of those wild experiences that if you hold on to it, you're not bringing in new information. You're not allowing the new insights to come in. The same is for this, where it's like, if you, if you, if your intuition starts showing you something and you see these images and you hold, you're like, oh my gosh, I'm seeing this pinwheel and it has all these beautiful colors and this is what I'm making it mean and the wheels of change and you're like holding on to it and you're going through and you're you're trying to like dissect out what it means but your intuition isn't finished giving you the full picture yet then you're going to walk away with a piece of the understanding and it all that happens when you get really excited and you hold on to an image without just hold like holding your hands up taking a step back and being like okay play out for me and let me know when you're done and then I'll get excited and I'll place the meaning on to all of it you know like that's really what I would recommend is be patient allow allow it to flow through because literally every single time that I personally have like held on to an image that I get or I hold on to a meaning I'm missing something <laughs> and if I would have just like not gr like grasped onto it so quickly if I would have just held my hands up and was like okay you know show me the rest of this then I would have seen and understood things from a very different place a more complete place and again, if you have not listened to those previous two episodes, I highly recommend listening to them because it, I mean, I go into a lot more detail around like what your intuition actually is, how to tap into it, and then the different blocks that could be preventing you from accessing your intuition. And the thing is, again, I cannot stress enough that you are your most powerful asset. You do not need anything outside of yourself in order to tap into your own intuition. And so like 
going on these different tangents with like the psychedelics and like I have to have my body be the perfect vessel and I have to have my pineal gland like perfectly decalcified and all of that stuff is a way that humans have have placed meaning onto things that doesn't have to necessarily mean anything and it's our intention that is our greatest asset and our intention will trump anything any any day of the week so i i'm sure that i ruffled a few feathers by some of the things that i said in this episode you know honestly i'm feeling i'm feeling kind of a bit anxious about this one because i've never like fully outright said my opinion about these things but I'm like I'm laying it all out there and I'm I'm riding on my growth edge with this episode and I'm pu- I'm putting out my my perspective I'm putting out like what I really what I really think. So and the thing is if you disagree with me, I would love to have a conversation about it. I'm all about having like critical thinking and constructive conversations. So If you do disagree with something that I'm saying, please reach out. Let's have a conversation so that I can better understand you and that you can better understand me. But these are are the answers to my intuition questions that I got. And if you have additional questions, please email me. I'd love to address them for you. And uh, also I wanted to make a quick announcement that I will be putting out an audio workshop on how to create the energetics of the next version of you. So if you have been struggling trying to figure out like what action is actually moving the needle for you in your life, say you're on a personal development journey or just like a self-healing journey where you're like, I want to be in a different place in my life and I want to be and feel like a different person than I am currently right now but I don't really know where to start and I'm getting overwhelmed and there's all these different healing tools and different healing modalities and I'm just not sure what's actually creating the change for me I have got you I've got a course lined up for you and um, I don't think it's going to be out by the time that this uh, episode airs however get on my email list because I'm going to be sending out emails and Actually, my email list is going to get a discount that no one else is going to get. So get on my email list if you're interested in that. And um, yeah, yeah, that's all I got for you today. I am sending you so much love. Can't wait to connect with you next week for our 100th episode of the Inner Bitch Inner Truth podcast, which I'm super excited about. Oh, no, actually. That's August 1st. I'm, I'm a week ahead of myself here. Uh, August 1st will be our 100th episode. But um, next week, I'm actually going to be having a guest on my friend Laura Farr. She is a coach for creatives and helping creatives really get out of their own way so that they can create their beautiful masterpieces in the world. And we actually went through an entire coaching session with me live. So if you want to actually hear some of the inner work of what I'm dealing with from a coaching perspective, be sure to tune in next week. Okay, I'm sending you so much love. 